For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time! Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's up, Rebels? All you powerful parents out there, I hope you're having a great day. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. Donating your time to us is Awesome. I appreciate it so much. And all your donations financially are tax deductible. You can do that at rebelparenting.org. Thank you for doing that too, for supporting the ministry, for helping out families. Today's podcast is sponsored by Liberty HealthShare. LibertyHealthShare.com slash rebel. It's what Laura and I use with our family. It has saved our bacon and we recommend it highly. Great program today. We had Guy and Amber Leah on yesterday. Amber Leah is on today talking about triggers in parenting. Triggers, things that make you angry, things that make you mad. As I said earlier this week, I do a lot of parenting seminars. Number one thing we have found parents struggle with is being angry as a parent. Angry and discipline, yelling, shouting, raising your voice, speaking down, getting exasperated, all those things. Amber has some great wisdom. Let's jump into it. Here is Amber Leah on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Wendy, thank you so much for coming on the broadcast today. I love this book. And I have to ask, are moms really that angry? I mean, here's the truth. It's something nobody wants to talk about. Everybody's like, oh no, moms, Christian moms aren't angry. I think Christian moms are super angry, and it's funny that no one wants to talk about it, because I'm, I'm around Christian moms all the time. I love that you wrote a book about angry moms. Why are we so afraid to talk about this? Yeah, well, well first of all, who wants to be the person um, that that's known for talking about mommy anger? <laughs> yeah. Personally, like you have a book that says, you know, do these five simple things, and you can be exactly like me and have a wonderful marriage. Ah, you know? sure, sure, yeah. Yeah. It's come when they're called, but the reality is we live in a fallen world and, um, we're not here on the other side of it, inviting our children up into, you know, perfection with us. We are still in the trenches. I think a lot of, uh, Paul saying, why do I keep doing the things I don't want to do? Mm -hmm. And Paul said it and we don't, we go to bed each night feeling like utter failures and saying, man, I screwed up again. And then we post our most perfect picture from the day on Instagram and hit send and go to sleep. <laughs> and and just we're, we're to the place where we're all feeling, we're all feeling so ashamed of ourselves. Mm. And we have a God who says, you don't need to feel ashamed. Instead, you need to come to me and let me transform you into the image of my son. And it's going to take your whole life and when you see me face to face, you're going to be like me. But until then, you're going to struggle. And I've given you my Holy Spirit. So let's talk it through. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I feel the love relationship with God is in his word. And we're struggling. And so I think that our our Christian culture is getting to a place where we're talking real about real issues. You yeah, know, people are talking sure. about pornography. People are talking about mommy anger. These are some of the things that we would like to keep in the dark. It's true. I didn't really realize this. It's been a few months. I was doing my live videos and I just said, I'm having a hard time because I'm frustrated. And as much as I know yelling doesn't work, I really want it to work. I wish it would work. I wish I could just blow up, throw a temper tantrum. My kids would be like, hey, you know what? 
we are being unreasonable. Let us clean our room and behave from now on. You know, it just doesn't happen that way. No, no, it's actually ridiculous. I'm not calling you ridiculous. Well, I am. I'm, I'm oh, calling us all. I'll, I'll put us all into the same camp. You know, we For sure. we whine and complain about their whining and complaining, thinking if we whine and complain about their whining and complaining, they might actually stop whining and complaining. <laughs> oh, you're right, Mom. You are absolutely right. And I think that the main lesson for me um, has been that when my children act childish, I can't join them in the childish behavior. Mm. If I do, then I absolutely steal that teachable moment. You know, my my teenager rolls his eyes or says something rude to his brother or does both at the same time. And I come in and I roll my eyes and I say something mm. rude to him about yep. what he just said to his brother. And my eyes are bulging and spittles yep. flying from my mouth. And do you know what he's thinking? Wow, look at mom's flaring nostrils and yeah. yep. and uh-huh. look how angry and I'm so abused and we absolutely mm. steal. We robbed them of that teachable moment. And one of my very favorite Bible verses in relation to parenting is it's the kindness of the Lord that has led me to repentance. It has only and ever has been and ever will be God's kindness that has absolutely pricked my heart mm-hmm. and said, God, I don't want to stay in this sin anymore. I want to look more like Jesus. And he has said, oh, good. I was waiting for you to say that. Mm-hmm. So do but you it's think never oh, blasting me. Sorry, go on. No, I just love that analogy. Do you, but do you think most of the parents are hoping like, oh, if I get angrier enough or if I explode enough, they will act a certain way? They'll respond. Like, and, they do. Mm-hmm. and they do. Don't they? Like if you, in that moment, I oh, mean. Oh, in that moment. In yeah. that moment. I said, clean your <laughs> cotton picking room. What the heck is wrong with you? Yep. Or would you guys just shut up? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm saying the things that nobody else wants to admit. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> again, who wants to be that mom? Um, but we all and, are, Wendy. That's the yeah, thing. That's why we had you on, because we all are that parent. We've all said those things, and we think, I know it was wrong, but I got the desired response. Now I'm going to go back to that again because even though I know it's not what I – I wish I knew a different way to do it, but that got the response I wanted. Therefore, I'm going to go do it again. And I do think there's a better way to do it. And we talk a lot about it in Triggers, and our follow-up book is even more practical, and and we can talk about that another time. Mm. But it's really how to get practical. What are the things we should say that we aren't saying? But if you guys are stuck in a rut, you're stuck in a pattern of saying the wrong things, um, Mm. perhaps you need to have a come to Jesus meeting with the family and just start by apologizing. And one Mm. of the things you can apologize for is teaching your kids that they only needed to come to the table when you yelled and let them know, I trained you that that's the only time you need to come. It was my job to teach you to come Mm. when I just said, hey guys, could someone set the table? I've got dinner coming to the table right now. Mm. That was my job and I apparently am not done teaching you that. And I've instead been hollering at you like you're doing something wrong, but what you're doing is showing me that I haven't taught you how to come. So Mm. we're gonna come up with some better plans together. Does anybody have a good idea? Mm. And you have a meeting together and I encourage you to have that meeting when nobody's PO'd. You know, yes, if you're yes. not upset in that moment, you're probably not going to scream. Yeah. And Maybe if they don't feel abused, they're probably going to have an open heart of, 
yeah, you know, I do want to come. I mean, I do appreciate it. And it's usually when she's made bacon cheeseburgers that we have the biggest mm. problem and I should be happy. Like when you're not upset, you can actually have a, a nice conversation, even if you're going through a season that's had lots of angst. Yeah. If you don't mm. talk about it in a moment of angst, you mm. might be able to make a step forward in the right direction, you and them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do... How, can I jump to a different topic? How would you bring it yep. up if you're noticing you have some friends that are pretty angry? <laughs> would you jump in the middle of that or what What would you do? How would oh, you? Oh, man. Well, I, I do <laughs> think it's a good question. I'm a little bit stuck on the first question, which is just about ourselves. I really think just like if I can stay calm and do right when my kids do wrong, mm-hmm. there's a chance that I'm going to be able to invite my children to come up into doing right with me. And mm-hmm. I do think that that's true in our relationships with others. Um, when we say either I am getting better or I know that there's a better way, then from that place of a vulnerability, we can say to our friends, hey, this is what I'm struggling with right now. Mm. Um, that's actually why we wrote the study guide. I think I, I think we've talked about the study guide that triggers the book is 31 short chapters of the things our kids do that cause us to explode or things just about ourselves, you know, postpartum, my husband's always traveling, I'm sleep deprived, I'm always running late that caused me to respond inappropriately to my kids. But the study guide mm-hmm. takes us deeper into God's word. And so that's what a lot of friends have been doing together. When I speak mm-hmm. at events, I can't tell you the percentage but it's high of women that say, I'm going to get one for myself, but I'm also going to pick one up for my sister-in-law because we've got to do this together because we are. And it's easier. It's so much easier to do it with another person because you can both be fallible. You can both say, I blew it. You can both be, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Accountability is just off the hook. Mm -hmm. And that's where, that's where we change. You get into God's word. That's where the transformation happens. And then you have the accountability of somebody else that doesn't want to be stuck in the trenches of mm. this behavior yeah. anymore. And man, you've got a recipe for transformation right there. Definitely. Mm. Wendy, are there some common things in our lives that add to the hair trigger where you're just so easily triggered? Are there some things that you go, listen, you can get rid of these four or five things or just these are some things you can attack first that will really slow that hair trigger tendency down. You know, like I know with Laura and me in the car, I need to have had proper sleep and I need to have food in me. If I don't have food in me. (laughs) I was going to say the exact same thing. And I I was going to say, listen, this isn't in the book, but this is what I tell people um, often. And and food for you, for you men that get hangry, like that's a real thing. Me. That is a real thing. And it's my responsibility. That's the truth. It's my, now Laura's super good about it. We're on a car trip and she sees, you know, that, that meter rising. She goes, hey, you want some beef jerky? Hey, you need the pretzel? Hey, exactly. you know, and, and exactly. then I think, oh, that's right. I have not eaten in, in way too uh, long. However, when I've been on road trips with my husband and he said, hey, where's the beef jerky? I'm like, I didn't pack anything. He looks at me as though I am his sworn enemy. He's like, <laughs> you did not bring me trail mix? Yeah. You did, how am I going to cope with the how people in my car? It? Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. So what, I tell, what I tell moms and dads are, you guys need to get some sleep. You need to drink more water than you're drinking Mm. coffee. And just like you're telling your kids, hey, dudes, you can't have sugar because you like you peak and you crash and you you get all freaky. Moms and dads can't wake up and have a sugary mocha and expect to have emotional stability through the throughout the day. (laughs) A kind, peaceful conversation. (laughs) 
I, I know. Who wants Wait to a minute. You're telling me that I can't we just pump it. my veins full of sugar Jack and caffeine and then sugar. speak calmly to my kids? And a bad yeah. sleep. Yeah. And if you drank any alcohol the night before, so you might be a little sick from that. My goodness. Yeah, I know. So we're not taking disaster. care of our bodies. So right before I got on the on the call with you just now, I'm, I've got a kid at home doing homeschool right now. Mm-hmm. And so I can get triggered just because he doesn't understand a math problem and I have an agenda to get somewhere. Yep. And I think that's really at the root of a lot of these things. So mm-hmm. I need to say to him, hey, bud, I've got this going on. I've got to speak clear, speak kind. You're going to do your best. But if for some reason you're not able to do this without me, you can go do your reading plus on your computer while, until I'm done here, and then I'll come back and do that. But even before that, I got on the elliptical machine before he was up this morning. Just for 30 minutes, it was all I could fit in. 30 minutes on the elliptical machine, I had two glasses of water because I can cope with him better when my hormones are balanced, when I'm in putting putting things into my body that are healthy. Mm. Um, and then I, I woke up and I, and I had, a, it was a five minute devotional. That's what I had with the Lord this morning. I had five minutes. Um, but listen, you, you worked out, you met the Lord, it. you nourished your body, you communicated with your kid. I mean, you did all the things you, you took the steps. I think sometimes we find ourselves getting triggered and then going, Oh, oops, I forgot to eat. I didn't work happen? out. And, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what mystery. am I going to, you know, and you're, you're right in the middle of it thinking I didn't do all the steps. What am I, you know, yeah. and I know I'm about to get triggered. Well, and I'm afraid that listeners right now are hating me. They're like, well, good for you. Wendy. so glad you could fit that in <laughs> yeah, your schedule. For sure. But I've got four kids under five and my husband's traveling and I thought my mom and mother-in-law were going to be helpful and they're like completely out of sight. And, yep. you know, so I, I get it. It doesn't mm. fit. This was a miracle morning that all these things fit. Yeah. Yes, it's sir, not that's right. normal. That's but right. do you, the reason do you think... why I try to fit them yeah. is so that I can cope with the people that I love because it just doesn't make sense yeah. to well, be calm. Mm. So, Wendy, I, I sometimes motivated by pain. And so <laughs> and I sometimes don't change things until the universe or my husband yes. or whatever, right? Until it's right up against my face and I have to yeah. change. Um, yeah. But I was thinking of yours just saying of how to take care of yourself and sometimes for me in the past I didn't know I wasn't taking care of myself yes um so what would you say to the moms that are just out there just you know the new mom she's got like what you said I have so many friends that have three to four kids under the age of six and their hair's fallen out um, yeah well I would say you're do first I want to tell them what a good job they're doing taking yeah. care of their kids That's Amen. Right. Yep. because because that I I, I I have another book entitled Life Creative, and it's about creativity and motherhood and just fitting yourself and your dreams and your passions into the practical places of family life. This is not a plug for this, but it is a great it's a great lesson that we can apply here. It's really hard to fit ourselves into this season. Mm. And I think that's good. I think it's natural. I think it allows us to experience um, the preference that Christ showed us when he loved us to the point of laying his life literally down for Amen. us. Yeah. And so there is a laying down of our lives mm. that we do for our children's, our children, sorry, that's a plural word. Um, however, we do a better job taking care of our kids 
when we have taken care of ourselves. And this isn't about a mani-pedi. This isn't about if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just talking about simple self-care. So I I would start by saying, good job getting your one-month-old and your three-year-old to their wellness appointments with their doctor. So have you had your teeth cleaned? Mm. Are you taking vitamins? When your prenatal vitamins ran out, Laura, no, I'm actually asking you, when your prenatal vitamins ran out, did you ever buy yourself vitamins? No. Like, why do we not do it? But you buy them for Ryan, don't you? He needs a men's one a day. I buy them for and my buy children. For yeah. kids, not my right? husband. No, just kidding. Oh, I bought them for my husband, too, which is, I think, even more ridiculous. Like, I did it for him, but uh, yeah. why I did. didn't I pick up a woman's one a day? I've heard that I should do when I'm coping with stress. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? Did you miss the healthcare open enrollment period? Because it has ended. But not to fear, you can enroll for Liberty HealthShare any time of the year at libertyhealthshare.org slash rebel. Why? Because that's what Laura and I use. I got to tell you, when we got a 70 thousand dollar bill for her cancer surgery... I praised the Lord for Liberty Health Share. They took care of everything. I'm not kidding. Everything. Oh, I thought we were going to have to sell our house when I got a bill that big. I called my rep at Liberty Health Share and she was like, oh no, we take care of this. And they did. You can get plans starting as low as $199 per month. They've got plans for singles, couples, families. You can choose the ideal package for your situation. Plus, Liberty Health Share has no network. So you're free to pick your own doctor, hospitals, and provider. I got to tell you, this came into play when we were in California and Laura had uh, appendicitis and had to have an appendectomy all of a sudden out of the blue. What happened? Liberty HealthShare took care of the entire thing. So join Liberty HealthShare any time of the year. You can join right now. Plans starting as low as $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org slash rebel. That's libertyhealthshare.org slash rebel. It's what Laura and I use and we recommend it. God bless. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? Wendy, we had one of our listeners write in and talk about his wife. And he said that she doesn't even buy herself new underwear because she's buying it for the kids and for, you know, I mean, it was, it was, she's, he said she's beautiful, all this, and she's neglecting herself because she takes care of us so much. And we hear it. You're exactly right. And you don't, you don't see it until you're all the way in it. And I think once you're all the way in it, then those triggers are happening more and more. And so it's yes. feeling selfish when it's not. You're a better mom. Yes. And maybe it is a mani-pedi. Maybe you need that break. Maybe you need an hour of, of adult conversation or just yeah. not someone pulling on you every second of that time. You know. Right. So self-care allows you mm. to soothe your triggers. I do think that that's mm. true. However, nice. I've spoken to plenty of moms and had seasons in my own life where I'm like, okay, I had a whole day by myself. I feel so good. And you come back into it and immediately. Mm. Oh, yeah. So what's going on there when it's not taking care of yourself? Mm. Maybe there's past generational crap. Mm. Man, your parents did this Mm -hmm. and that, and you swore you never would. And then you popped out the third baby and something broke in you, right? And (laughs) and I know something about that third baby. And, and you just aren't able to keep your crud in anymore. What happened? Or maybe like me, I never was yelled at a day in my life. I never once had my parents 
raised their voice at me. I was never in an argument with a friend. My husband had never raised his voice at me. And then I had the third child and something broke. Mm. So what do we do when we get to this place of brokenness Mm -hmm. and don't have the tools we knew we were going to need? I mean, we didn't know we were going to need. What do we do then? Mm -hmm. And I just think what I encourage women to do is crack open the word of God Mm, and say, God, I need some wisdom. And this is one of my favorite prayers to pray, you guys. If you look at um, King Solomon, and God says to him very clearly, you can ask for anything, anything. And he says specifically, give me wisdom as I lead this great people of yours. Now, of course, he's talking about the nation of Israel. Mm, mm -hmm. We're talking about the people that God has given us here in our home to train up in righteousness, to love him, to know him, to make him known, to hunger and thirst for right. I mean, we've been called to do this wonderful task with this great people in our home, but man, we need wisdom. And don't you think that God's going to give us the tools we need? Don't you think he is able to to lead us um, and give us what we need to to lead this great people of his. Mm-hmm. I just that brings me so much comfort. Mm-hmm. He says in Isaiah forty three, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm going to do a new mm-hmm. thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? It mm-hmm. will make a way. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He also says, I'm the Lord. The God of all mankind is anything too hard for me. So I say to parents, and I, and I speak it to my own heart, um, if you don't have the tools you need right now, it is not beyond God to give them to you yeah. and to train you mm-hmm. and to give you wisdom to lead this great people he's entrusted to you. Mm, I love it because you're not yeah. a victim to your anger. Um, you're not. Oh, you sister, you know it. There's a, a blog series I have on wendyspeak.com. It is probably the most popular thing I've ever written. And it's called, you are not a victim. Mm -hmm. You're a mom. Yep. You're a mom. You're not a victim, Ryan. You're a dad who happens to be hungry on his way to Mount Rushmore. You know, you just, (laughs) you just need some beef jerky and to get on with life. So, you know, so often we go to that victimized place. I think that one of the most common reasons why we're triggered is because we're inconvenienced. Yep. It is very, yeah. very inconvenient for my child to do wrong when I have an agenda. So you think that's the underlying thing of most moms? I do. Okay. I, I think that we are in a generation. I mean, we always talk about how we're raising an entitled generation right now. Don't we talk about that a lot? Yeah. Well, Every generation that, says that, that, I think. Our generation. Yeah. Like, how entitled are we? I remember I was really into taking pictures when I was like junior high age with my real camera that had a real fa- uh, film in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they had one hour video, I mean, one hour um, development Oh yeah, picture development yep. places. Remember, it's yeah. very, oh, yeah. very archaic now. Um, and then there was a place right down the street that had a thirty-minute, even quicker, uh, picture development place. What I don't know what you call it. And then a per- another one opened. It was twenty-nine minutes. Like oh, my I goodness, don't have time hilarious. for this. Right, I want my needs met right, right now. now. And so that's that. That's who I was in junior high, thirty years ago. So I'm I'm forty-three now, and I've still got the hey. 
I've got an agenda and I'd like it done as fast as possible. Sure. And then this brother hit that brother mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. crying. And that one over there ran, you know, he crawled out from under the table when I asked him to sit at the table until his broccoli's gone mm-hmm. and everything's happening at the same time. And I am seriously inconvenienced. Right. And I can see it best when I see my husband do it. Mm. Honestly, it's like, ooh. Yeah. I see exactly what's going on. Yeah. Matt, <laughs> sorry if I'm throwing my husband under the bus right now. I'm the same way, for he, sure. Yeah. <laughs> my kid did something wrong. My husband gets inconvenienced. He gets angry. Yeah. And I'm able to see what's going on. I'll pull him aside and say, hey, Matt, I don't pull him aside. That sounds very, very trite. But I'll say to him, you know what I see Caleb doing, our son? He's asking you to parent him. He's doing something wrong right now. And what he's saying to you is, hey, dad, I need some help. That's what his wrong behavior is. But you want him to have learned already because you've got a conference call coming up and you're hangry and inconvenient. But really all your child's doing, and I say this to moms of two-year-olds, right? The terrible twos. No, they're terrific twos. Your child is doing exactly what he's supposed supposed to do. He's supposed to push boundaries. Mm -hmm. He's Mm -hmm. supposed to do wrong. And your job is to parent That's right. him or her. When what you, a privilege. We were talking ahead of time about our recent trip to Mount Rushmore, and I blew my top and yelled at the whole family. You talk in your book about reaction versus responsive, a reactive parent versus a responsive parent. I was reacting. I was blown mm-hmm. up. I was out of control. You know, What's the difference between a reactive parent and a responsive parent? How do we switch into that? Oh, that's so good. I think that the... The secret is slowing down. Hmm. So we are good at telling our kids, hey, mister, you got to count to 10 before you respond to your sister. What if we just slow down? What if we don't actually have to parent every moment? What I, what I say in our, hmm. in our next book, Parenting Scripts, is don't parent in the problem. You know, you can mother every moment, but you can say to your kid, hey, you're doing wrong right now. And I'm feeling upset about it, and I'm not going to respond right. So I need you to go to your room. You can read. You can play. But I need you to not come out until I've got a, a – I can come up with a better response to you. Like, you don't have to do it right now. But the difference is, what I say is low and slow. Mm-hmm. If you can get low, and that means humble. You guys read Charlotte's Web, right? Oh, yeah. So you know humble means low to the ground. Right. Get low mm. and slow down, low and slow, and respond that way. Mm-hmm. Because reacting feels like a knee-jerk reaction. Right. Ugh, they've, right. they've wronged me. Yeah. And it's Why quick. Why did you do this? And it's quick, and it comes fast. And, and you might teaching. still have the impulse, but you know, I mean, this is one of the, the best Bible verses to apply. Be quick to listen and slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires for us. Mm. So what does that mean? That means I don't need to react, because I'm not going to react righteously. So I'm going to go low. I'm going to get humble. I don't have to know right now. It's okay if I feel my child wronged me. My child's allowed to wrong me. Mm-hmm. I wrong God at every turn, it seems, some days. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to not react to being wronged right now. How did Jesus react to being wrong? That's some of what we do in triggers is instead of focusing on my kids' wrong behavior so that I can train them to do right so I don't have to get angry, we're going to turn the spotlight on ourselves and say, okay, God, teach me. 
teach me how to react, respond right when my kid does wrong by your example. So how did Jesus react? How did he, Jesus respond when people did him wrong and they did him wrong a lot mm-hmm. because that's how I want to respond as a mom. Mm-hmm. And so you got you to get low and slow. You got to spend time with the Lord and say, I want to look more like you than like their mom, like their dad. And uh, do a work in me. And I trust God that from that place of transformation, you're going to give me everything I need to invite my children up into maturity too. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't want to get into like, what do you do if the kid does this? What if that? Da, da, da. <laughs> but I do because it's, so, yeah. it's so tempting. Yeah, bring um, it, sister. So talk it what through. about just sassiness? Plain old yeah. sassy. What would, you know, I mean, for me, that's one of my triggers. It's a big trigger for me when my daughter gets sassy with me. And so I would love to hear your take on that. Sure. Um, Well, I think it's very similar to whining and complaining. It's different. It's more annoying, perhaps, for you. But it's it could be similar, right? Mm -hmm. They they respond in this tone of voice in this way. one of the things that's not sassing, but it can be under the same umbrella is my teenager. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah, oh. I'm just gonna is his response. Hey, buddy, would you please? Yeah, I'm just gonna. It's his way of saying, no, I'm going to do what I want. Exactly. But I might get around to what you're asking me to do. Yeah. No, I'm just gonna. Yeah. Or they preemptively so, tell you what they're going to do. They don't ask you, hey, I'm going to go do this. Oh, oh, is do you really think that's what you're going to do? Are you telling yeah, me or like, are you asking? Because if you're telling me, well, no. <laughs> right, right. So it can be sass. It can be whining. It can be just whatever the thing is that they say mm-hmm. or how they say it. Yeah. That, I just want to set it up like that first because your listeners can say, oh, but that's more like, yes, that. Mm-hmm. Um, in Triggers, we talk about whining and complaining. And I tell the story of I had my – these they were toddlers. I had a baby and two toddlers, and they were in the pool getting a swim lesson. And my middle boy – you know, was told to stay on the wall, but every time she turned around to do something with Caleb, Brody was in the water again, you know, <laughs> sinking. And she would pick him up, put him on the wall, and she said, uh-oh, and he stopped. And I was sitting there watching, thinking, uh-oh, uh-oh, <laughs> that's all you're going to say? Because, man, I use a lot more words than that when my kid doesn't listen to me. And he stopped. And I thought, well, shoot, I'm going to try uh-oh. You thought uh-oh. <laughs> day and I put put their lunch in front of them at the table and you know he starts complaining I said uh-oh and he stopped and I'm not saying that uh-oh is going to get your daughter to stop sassing you but I am going to say that you can simply say that's not going to work you may try again mm, right that's a compliment that. that we did when they were little and yeah. would whine right mm-hmm. but I want mommy daddy uppies uh-oh Try that again with a big girl voice. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, they're preteens or teens, and you're not going to say, hey, sweetheart, use a big girl voice. But you can say, try that again. And yeah. that's my go-to. I that's say, perfect. try again. Right. Mm-hmm. And with, with my, my 14-year-old, with my 12-year-old, with my 9-year-old. Yeah. Well, um, my husband does it with me. <laughs> hey, honey, want to try again? <laughs> sure. We do that with each other every it, now and then. It just yeah. makes it so much easier. Yeah. I really have to admit that to everybody out there. <laughs> Just go again. Yeah, you heard the term a do-over, right? Do-over. And we get do-overs. And really, is there anything that's a better picture of grace mm. than try again? Nope. Sure. No, hey, try again. Mm-hmm. You don't deserve it. 
you deserve punishment, Wendy, for being such a stinker. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But try again, because through Christ, you've had forgiveness. So try again. That's grace. So I can look at my child when she sassed me. Okay, this is I I don't have a daughter. You can look at your daughter (laughs) when she sassed you and say, let's try that again. And if she refuses to, you can lovingly say, it doesn't work in our home Mm -hmm. and it's not going to work in the world. So I'm going to need you to go spend the rest of the afternoon in your room unless you want to come out and try again. Mm -hmm. Oh, perfect. Because you're welcome to. Um, This isn't a timeout. This isn't a punishment. This is how the world works, darling. If you sass people, it's not going to go well with you. Mm -hmm. And you get to learn that with me. What a privilege. It's (laughs) safe here to make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. You can make mistakes. But right now you're making the same mistake over and over. And so I need you in your room. And when you feel like you're ready to try again, come on out and find me. Let's go forward. Mm. Definitely. Thank you. I love that. Wendy, before we go, can you just talk to the mom out there or dad that feels like I've just blown it too much? I've been the yelling, angry parent. (laughs) I'm always angry. My kids' friends think I'm angry. My neighbors think I'm angry. I'm the yelling mom or whatever it is. Can you talk to them to say you can change this and start over? Like Mm. you can be a different person. You absolutely can. Mm. You absolutely can. I, you know, I already shared that that verse from Isaiah that talks about I, I'm doing a new thing. He also promises us in His Word that I'm gonna I'm gonna finish what I start. Uh, he also promises mm. us that that He can start a new thing and do generations of blessing. And no matter how old your children are, what a beautiful picture mm-hmm. of Christ transforming you. If you have done this for so long that your kids know you (laughs) as mean, unkind, belligerent, Mm. even abusive, Mm -hmm. what a testimony that he will have, she will have to say, my dad got low and humble Mm. and slow. He repented to God. He repented to me. And I was 18 years old and I saw what Christ can do in a life because of what he did in my father's Mm. life. I mean, that just covers me with goosebumps. Me too. too. We so desperately don't want to sin. We so desperately avoid our children sinning. We want really easy testimonies. But what testimony is more powerful? A person who never had big, ugly sins that doesn't have a big, beautiful testimony or a big, ugly sin that just absolutely boasts the power of Christ in you. Mm-hmm. Man, I want that life. Yeah. I want that life. I, I, tell, I tell people the story that I, my first time that I remember getting to the grocery store by myself, I had postpartum depression, mm-hmm. adrenal fatigue, hormonal imbalance, and I was losing it left and right. And my husband came home from work, go to the grocery store. And I realized as I sat there in the car before going in that I hadn't been to the grocery store by myself in as long as I could remember. And I just started crying. Mm. I, I did mm-hmm. what they call ugly crying. And I was ugly yep. on the backside. Of it. And I put on my great big sunglasses and I walked into the grocery store. And, um, you know, in California, everyone's all about energy conservation. So they had the lights really dim. And so I couldn't see. So I had to take off my sunglasses. And I went up to the counter to order my salmon. Uh, because you know that if you serve your kids salmon enough times, eventually they're going to say they like it. But I'm still in the midst of everybody throwing a fit, but I was going to do it anyway. So the guy behind the counter had a name tag said, hello, my name is Paul. So I said, hello to Paul. And he started grabbing the salmon and and he said, so how are you doing today? Obviously he had not looked at me. (laughs) And uh, 
I said, well, Paul, I'm not doing so good. (laughs) But then I said, but it's just another chance to trust God more. Mm -hmm. And he looked up at me and I kid you not. Oh, sometimes because I tell stories, I'm thinking, are people really going to believe the details of this story? He started crying and it was those projectile tears that you see in cartoons Mm -hmm. with like, wah, and they go forward. He started tears start plopping forward out of his eyes. And he said, do you think that's what they're for? Do you think that's what the hard days are for so that we trust God more? And yeah, I'm start crying. I'm like, yeah, I do, Paul. I think that's what they're for. For sure. And that has just been my takeaway for every single hard day. Mm. Just another chance to trust God more. Mm-hmm. And on the bad days and I go to sleep and my husband, you know, reaches over in bed and touches me in a very non-sexual way and says, honey, just get to sleep because God's mercies are waiting for you tomorrow. Morning. <laughs> yeah. but we can wake up the next morning and pick up those new mercies mm-hmm. and do the exact same cruddy things, you know, misappropriate those new mercies. But instead, we want to trust God more. We want to invite God into it. Mm-hmm. We want to say, God, I'm going to open your word. I want to see how you respond to me and my sinfulness. And I want to do that here in my home and in my marriage too, man. We could do an hour just talking about mm-hmm. not getting so angry in our right. marriages. Yeah, that'll be the next so, one. For sure. Yeah, that'll be the next one. And then so what I tell people is if every now and then you get angry and you don't want to, grab a copy of Triggers. If you're going to bed like that every night, Grab the study guide too and grab a friend who's struggling with you. Mm -hmm. And when you get through that, if you want some more practical help, grab um, parenting scripts because there are 31 scripts of actual things like, uh uh-oh, that you can say to your kids when they're doing wrong and you don't want to do wrong with them. Mm -hmm. Man, that's fantastic. Wendy, Wendy, thank thank you you so much. What a brilliant broadcast. We love the book. Mm. We love the Triggers book because it helps so many people. Thanks for taking time out today. Yeah, thanks for having me. God bless you, your marriage, and your kiddos. Thank I'm excited you. to get to know you more as I listen to future future episodes with other people. Definitely Thank you. can't wait to have you back on. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Our special thanks to Amber for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much. We have used that book, Triggers, so many times. You can find that on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Thank you for sharing this with friends and family. If you know someone that struggles with anger, if they've reached out to you and they're like, man, I can't stand it. I'm just angry all the time. I don't know what to do. Please point them to this podcast. I think it will help them out. And this book, Triggers by Amber Leah. Thanks to Liberty HealthShare, libertyhealthshare.com slash rebel for all your health care needs. God bless Rebels. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.